We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is up, everybody? Sorry, I was frozen there for a second. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Starting off with a hot one, but uh, really excited, obviously, to come here live and talk about the Chargers trading for pass rusher Khalil Mack. This is a great day to be a Chargers fan, and we had to do a quad box today to celebrate. So joining Alex, Tyler, and I is Arjun. Arjun, how you doing, man? Doing amazing. This was, you know, one of the best pieces of news I've gotten this week. So this is this is how you this is how you build around, you know, the best quarterback in the league. Putting my yes, sir. There. This is what happens when you have a rookie quarterback contract. You go all in, you make things happen like this. Really excited to dive into it. Uh Tyler is here. He's got the stunner shades on, man. He's got the UCI t-shirt on. Tyler, how you doing, man? Not too bad. <laughs> all right and alex is here with the victory pink this is a good day for alex in general we got ben simmons back in philadelphia we got khalil mack traded to the chargers we got carson wentz in the division we got mike williams extended alex is just living large right now yeah just living large loving life and uh, explaining to my family what an emergency podcast is i don't give a shit we're here khalil mack is a fucking charger john gruden is fired fuck you john gruden we're here <laughs> Yeah, we got we got two rants this week uh, from Alex about uh, Ciara not producing any quality hits since 2004. We got Russell Wilson's shade. We got Ben Simmons shade. What a week. So uh, obviously everyone in here is uh, aware of what has happened. The Chargers have traded for Khalil Mack. I was personally very surprised at the amount of picks that it took to get Khalil Mack. Thought that they would be able to get much more for that. So uh, Chargers sending a 2022 second round pick and a 2023 sixth round pick for the services of Khalil Mack. They are taking on 100% of the contract, although the Bears are stuck with $24 million in dead cap money. So uh, a bit of a, a puzzling <laughs> move by the Chicago Bears, but we will obviously take it. Um, Alex, we'll start with you. Your uh, initial reaction today as the Chargers traded for uh, Khalil Mack. Um, I looked at my phone and there was a sleeper notification that Khalil Mack was going to the Chargers. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell just happened? Um, but yeah, no, I mean, the more I thought about it, the more it kind of made sense. I felt like, you know, maybe they would have been fine bringing Uchenna Nwosu back, who is you know, certainly gone now. Um, and, you know, maybe they would have been fine running that back. But I just felt like Tom Telesco valued that edge position more than he was letting on. We heard them in kind of the running for Von Miller and some other edge rushers at points. I just felt like something's got to give. You had the Staley, uh, Staley Mac connection from Chicago uh, and they got a deal done. And we, you know, Steven made a video a month ago about how Khalil Mack was a pretty significant cut candidate. Uh, so credit, credit to Steven there. <laughs> didn't think this would happen. Um, but really, you know, the Bears didn't have too much leverage. They were going to cut him, you know, you know, unless they got the best offer they could for him. And they just didn't even have to give up a first round pick for one of the best edge rushers of all time. Uh, so pretty freaking awesome. That's uh, my reaction. 
Uh, I know people will talk about his injuries the last few years, but uh, this is a, a real all-in move. Awesome. Three years of contract control, too, of a pretty serviceable contract, uh, and they still have salary cap space if they want to go get a J.C. Jackson, if they want to go do something else. Uh, and uh, no, just it's going to be Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa, and you know, hopefully uh, any other defensive tackle than Jerry Tillery, and we're set, baby. Super Bowl <laughs> next year. Yeah, man. I um, so I got the notification on my watch. I was out on our, on our campus, and I was like, "Oh, Khalil Mack traded." And then I was like, "Wait, Khalil Mack traded? Like where?" And then of course you find out that it was the Chargers. Man, I I was hyped. I you know ran up to some of my coworkers, and they're like, you know, so like on Tuesday when Russ got traded, I like ran up to my coworkers, and we were all talking about it. And so I did it again today, and everybody's like, "Who got traded now?" And uh, it was just an, an electric time. So uh, like Alex said, I did do a video kind of uh, projecting some possible trade candidates. And when I was working on that, I had asked a couple of Chicago uh, podcasters that I know, like, what do you think would take the, the Bears to trade away Kilo Mack? And they said at minimum, like two third round picks, like minimum. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Chargers doing this for a second and a six round pick. I think is an absolute steal. I think, you know, that we can get into the contract uh, portion of that for sure. But the Chargers being able to pair this kind of player with Joey Bosa, there was no other way to do this, right? Like maybe you can get Vaughn Miller, but there's no one else available on the market better than Cleo Mack at this point. There's no rookie that's going to make this big of a difference. So um, I was stoked, man. I could not believe that this had happened. I could not believe that they got this for a second and a six round pick. I think this is a major, major slam dunk and a major push all our chips into the center of the table move by Tom Telesco, Brandon Staley and the Chargers front office. Dude, this was, so I spent about $50 today on ingredients to make like a chicken pesto pasta and I have not eaten it yet. I am completely full right now, obviously. It's just sitting (laughs) over there being cold and that's fine. Here's a couple people have brought this up though. The Chargers now, so we'll talk about this in a bit. If the Chargers do make a play in the secondary, like a, a lot of the reports, whether it's J.C. Jackson, Traverius Ward, whoever it is, that means they have edge rusher, a high-end edge rusher, and a high-end corner locked up in the first round. You can trade back at that point, yeah. maybe get a second, maybe even get a third, right? Get another pick back in the top 100, and you still have three picks in the top 100, and you land yourself Khalil Mack, and you give up a six. Like, to me... This trade, and Arjun will talk about the details, which is it's just a thousand cherries on top of this thing. This is just fantastic. And, you know, last year I talked about a, a different that I'd heard that they were looking for an edge rusher. Um, the word, the person that I got was Trey Flowers. Um, I We kind of would have speculated Khalil Mack or Von Miller at the time. Um, but obviously it didn't happen last year. And, you know, the Broncos never would have traded you know, Miller to the Chargers and, you know, Flowers was hurt and Mac was hurt. So it really wasn't like a good time to do it. So all that smoke last year about potentially having, you know, them interested in an edge, I think was legit. Like, I think they were looking for yeah. somebody, but obviously at that point, there just wasn't really a, a good option or somebody was hurt. So now that they're doing this, like, it's just, you know, we all kind of assume like in Wosu, like we would love to have in Wosu back, but we all said, but after that, but he's not really a true edge one B or whatever. But so to, to have Khalil Mack to not have to worry about, you know, like no offense, but like Carl Loftus at 17 or Trevon Walker at 17. And they still could do that. But you know, the fact that they don't have to worry about ooh, is is Booth going to be there? You know, ooh, is uh you know is Carl Loftus going to be there? Is Walker going to be there? Is Java going to be there? No, it's like we just got Khalil Mack. Oh and by the way, we have a first round pick still. It's just it's a fantastic pairing. If this pans out like this is just a fantastic move. I, I'm so, so happy. Uh, this never happens to us. Like, no. this doesn't happen to us. Like, the, think of the next trade that Telesco made before. Is it Cardell Jones for a seventh? Like, is that the other blockbuster move that he's made? Sean Montreal Inman, baby. Montreal Inman was the last <laughs> blockbuster trade to Chicago. <laughs> and he traded, yeah, thank you. Maybe this is just like a, you know, you know we give you Inman and we get yeah. Mac. I think that's, I think that's <laughs> fair. 50-50, that's pretty even. <laughs> yeah, that's, Telesco works in mysterious ways. Um. Yes, I'm very happy. Um, Arjun, please break. I mean, your thoughts, but let's hear about how the Bears got screwed on this contract. Well, 
Okay, if we're being honest, the Bears didn't get screwed. It was, it was honestly a great deal for both sides. And, like, I know Steven was talking about how they were supposed – like, we. I would have thought they would have got more picks for him. A second and a sixth is is great for the Chargers to give up. But, like, like the Bears, this is, like, what max value is. And he, he missed a ton of time last year. And that factors in heavily into, like, what the perception of him is. Recency bias is, is key in the NFL, right? So the Bears – Getting a second and a sixth for him is still good for them, and you know, obviously, they have to. They had to have get his contracts off the books. Twenty-four million dollars in get in dead cap for them is the highest non-quarterback figure ever in NFL history, and it only is behind Russ, Wentz, and Goff. So, and That's you know, I'll, I'll go into the I'll go into the contract specifics, you know, when we get to that. But like, the biggest takeaway for me, honestly, it wasn't how Mac is going to fit into the scheme. And it wasn't the Mac and Bosa thing, which I'm going to let you guys handle handle all of that. It was the, the fact that it seems like the Chargers are embracing what the Rams did, but to a lesser extent, if that makes sense. Like the Rams never, like they never made this like type of intermediate move. I guess like they kind of got like a similar deal for Vaughn Miller, but Vaughn was a free agent after this season or like last season. So it was really like an all-in move. And trading for Khalil Mack, he's going to be on the roster for three more years. Justin Herbert's contract ends in three years. Keenan Allen's contract, Mike Williams, Josh Palmer. Or I guess not Josh, like he's not that that important. But like all of these contracts <laughs> end when Herbert's rookie Corey contract Lindsley. comes to a close. So uh, Corey Lindsay also, like you, you can see this, the Chargers have a three-year window. They have three chances. And then after, after that, it's just dart throws because like, winning when your quarterback after is not on a rookie contract comes down to front office stuff and like how well they they can draft and Tosco hasn't been the greatest at drafting if we're being honest like that that's a fair criticism of him but like I think I think they're embracing the Rams philosophy and because the NFL is a copycat league you can see that they know they need to get more stars and whatever it takes for Joey Bosa to not show up in the top right of Seth Walder's uh, pass rush win rate and double team rate in that he posts yeah. weekly would be a major addition. But, and, and Mac, I mean, having him in Bosa is going to change his defense. And like, look, I've, I've been in hell on Twitter. It, <laughs> like that, that one tweet I put out about not including Joe Burrow in the top AFC quarterbacks, because it was supposed to be an Aaron Rodgers tweet, not a Joe Burrow tweet. I did take a shot, but like, I was I was getting called so many things. And like, one of the things about like, I was like, oh, the Chargers defense is gonna be like, it's gonna be solid next year. And they're like, oh, how was Staley's defense in 2021? I, I'm gonna go on my victory laps once once the next big domino falls that uh, Tyler has alluded to. So I'm excited. Yeah, it, it's a huge day. And, you know, this is big for like, obviously, this is big for the team as a whole, right? But like, all, all due respect to Robert Quinn, Khalil Mack's never played next to a guy like Joey Bosa. And Joey Bosa's never played like a next to a guy like Khalil Mack, all due respect to Melvin Ingram. So, you know, Brandon Thorne and, and all these, you know, trench guys that I respect, they're all talking about what this does for your team. Because if you go into empty, right, like, where where are you double teaming now? You're going to double, you can't double team both of these guys. And, you know, we saw Bosa getting double teamed, triple teamed, like every single week, like that picture against the Ravens, like, you know, everybody who is kind of critical of Joey Bosa, it's like, oh, he doesn't dominate games. He doesn't impact the game like an Aaron Donald. It's like, well, the man's getting triple teamed like all the time. You can't do that anymore now with Khalil Mack next to him. And so, you know, maybe down the road, you add an Akeem Hicks in, in free agency as well, like, now you're just cooking with one of the best defensive fronts in the league. And, and like, this is just, I'm drooling over the fact that these two guys are going to combine for 25 sacks next year minimum. Like, this is crazy to see. And as Mitchell Schwartz pointed out, they're on turf, man. These two guys are just going to put their hands in the dirt and just mm. roar at these opposing quarterbacks. And so, you know, you see the Russell Wilson trade. The Chiefs are always all in. You had to go make a move like this. We all kind of thought it would be a top-tier cornerback in free agency. That still might happen. And you add Khalil Mack. So 
this is just this is I, I can't wait to see how this pans out, man, because you add these two edge rushers to this team, potentially some other things in free agency. This defense is going to go from bottom five to top five real quick next year. Akeem Hicks, Los Angeles Charger. Can we we're going to pencil that one in? I think so. Yeah, I think so, especially considering uh, the other thing that we sort of know. Yeah. So that's um, which hasn't been announced, which is super weird. So I don't know what's going on there. Although, Stephen, do you think that that thing that we know on the coaching staff (laughs) had anything to do with today? Because no, to me, to me, Mac getting to the Chargers is about Brandon Staley and his relationship mm-hmm. with Khalil Mack. And, um, you know, there were several quotes that um, were being tweeted out by Joe reading everybody. And, you know, Khalil Mack and Brandon Staley have a great, great relationship. And the two of them spent two years together spitballing ideas and everything. And so to me, this is about Staley and his relationship. It's also about Staley you know, pushing Tom Telesco a little bit more than we are used to seeing of these head coaches because, you know, everybody kind of criticizes Tom Telesco and there's a lot to criticize and I agree with that. But Telesco has always done a good job, in my opinion, of collaborating with head coaches. And now, like, I think we're seeing the ultimate case of this panning out. Uh, Steven, just because everyone's asking in the chat because we do have almost 600 people live right now. Let's go. Um, That's insane, but... Do you want to like half explain? We've explained it before, but that particular thing, like you want me to be specific, like you want me to break it right now or what? No, I would just we, what you said before. You've already said it, so or I can say that you've said it, but like yeah. So we Tyler and I heard, or I heard a couple of weeks ago that there was going to be something that happened on the coaching staff that directly pointed them towards signing Akeem Hicks, and I think that was kind of already going to happen. Um, but you know, they, Akeem Hicks to me is, is might as well sign on the dotted line right now. It has not been announced yet. It is not the John Timu promotion that a lot of people kind of pointed to, but I, I mean, there's, I feel like it's kind of easy to piece together if, if you've been paying attention, but, uh, yeah, I'm not going to say it specifically until I get permission from our source to, uh, say that happening. Can I, can I jump in real quick? Yeah. Um, NFL Network on Twitter said this deal came together quickly today. So Ooh. I was mistaken. I thought this might have been something that we they would have had talks since polls got hired. But I mean, if they if they came to an agreement about a second and a sixth, that probably means the Chargers were willing to buy low, and it probably means that it, it's a good thing. It probably means the Chargers were so focused on getting Mike Williams back, and once that happened. Now you move on to the external pieces, Khalil Mack, the secondary piece, who I'm sure is going to be a, you know, the the big bombshell when it when it happens. But it it does seem like the Chargers had a, a really good plan of attack to bring back Mike Williams, and now now you're focused on um, everything else to make this roster yeah. as good as it can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, yeah, we'll wait and talk about what I was just saw on Twitter, but. Um, yeah, like this is, it's so good, man. And I think this is pointing towards the Chargers really being a, even more aggressive than this. I mean, you sign mm-hmm. Mike Williams to, you know, a big contract, you trade for Khalil Mack. And this, like, yeah. I have to believe that this also has something to do with Russell Wilson coming to the AFC West too. So, I mean, yeah. whatever is happening to Tom Telesco, man, I'm all for it. This is a great day. I think, you know, Khalil Mack is is going to be a fantastic addition to this team. And I will say there are some people kind of worried about his injury last year. He did miss 13 games last year or wait, is that right? That math's not right. He played seven games. He played seven games. So he missed 10 games. All right, there we go. So uh, in his seven games, he, he did put up enough numbers to uh, be third on the chargers in pressure sacks and tackles for loss. So kind of uh, speaks there. But, yeah, not bad. Um, I mean, in 2020, he still had 60 total pressures and 10 sacks. Like, he wasn't completely dominant, if you will, like he was when he won Defensive Player of the Year and almost won in 2018. Uh, but, man, like, he he was still really, really good in 2020. Uh, I have to assume that the Chargers did their homework in terms of the medical side of this, and Ian Rappaport did mm. say that all of this is, of course, physical pending. Uh, but I have zero concern about Khalil Mack's health or his ability heading into this season yeah and for what it's worth 
you know, other than this season, it's not like a Chen and Wosu was always like healthy for 16 games either. So it's not like if you had just brought right. in Wosu that he would have been, oh, great, we have him for 17 games for sure. Like, not necessarily. I just love that this is also going to signal to any, like, before free agency, it's like, you thought you were going to sign over there? Okay, we just traded for Khalil Mack. You sure you still <laughs> want to sign over there? If we were your option number two, we might be one now. Just like signaling, hey, we're all in here. We just signed for, we just traded for Khalil Mack. We got this rookie deal. We're in Los Angeles. Like it's more than just Herbert now. Now it's actually like, yeah, we just, we locked into a quarterback. Okay. And he's really good. And teams want to, and players want to play for him. Sure. But now it's like, well, we're going to make moves too. And so if you were thinking about going to Miami before for a million dollars more, you could play with Tua, right? Make a lot of money. <laughs> or you can join Justin Herbert, Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, Derwin James, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, and the Los Angeles Chargers. I mean, man, I'm not going to lie. This is, this, is a, this is a pretty good day. Who's the frat dude talking? <laughs> 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 All right, so uh, let, let's talk about the contract side of this, Arjun, if you will, because I know that you know we mentioned the twenty-four million dead cap for the Bears, but um, what's this do for the Chargers and their cap space, and really how much are they paying Cleo Mack? Uh, okay, so let me uh, before wanna, Arjun gets into um... that, um, just make sure that you rip it off uh, if you're watching. Make sure you steal the information and use it all on your own. <laughs> Um, and don't we're still on this oh yeah i'm still on this can can one of you uh i I shared my screen because i i I have over the cop opened is there there we go so um actually i i did i did this wrong i i'm just gonna share my entire window my bad my bad um because i have i this two uh tabs we need to kind of like go back and forth on so Okay, so I shared my screen again. There we go. So let's first look at Khalil Mack's contract, right? So we're the Chargers are only on the books for 2022, 2023, and 2024. The void year does not come into play for the Chargers because it's part of the prorated bonus. Prorated bonus is essentially the signing bonus divided by the number of years of the contract. So Khalil Mack signed a six-year contract uh, worth 90 million, 34 mil signing bonus so right right below six mil in signing bonuses each year so again the charges are only on the books for 2023 2024 and 2022 now when you look at otc and be like oh my gosh they have to pay 30.15 mil that's not true the chargers are only on the books for khalil max base salary and roster bonus each year of his contract I'm not really sure how the work, workout bonuses come into play because Chargers uh, generally don't give workout bonuses to their players. Um, so I think this will be excluded from the contract. Plus, it's a pretty minimal like exclusion. Oh, Two hundred thousand is a lot, obviously, but you know, based on what Khalil Max' contract is, um, you know, I, I don't think it's going to come into play. So essentially, what we're looking at for 2022 is 12.05 million plus 5.5 million. So we're looking at about a 17 point uh five five million dollar cap hit excluding the workout bonus for 2022 so we can see the uh otc calculator right yeah okay so what this does and i also factored the brian balaga cut which i'm expecting to happen so if we add Khalil max contract which you can see it includes the 17.75 but again i don't know how the workout bonus is going to play so i guess for otc's sake we'll include it but you can see for a 17.75 mil dollar cap hit for 2022 that brings our cap space down to 35 mil 33 35.3 mil that's including the brian balaga cut which is expected to happen now or what if your tires or whatever now if we also factor the rookie class spending and in-season budgeting moves we can kind of subtract about 10 to 11 mil from this 35 million dollar uh cap space uh projection so we kind of because and you know we take a little bit off the draft the draft uh the draft uh the rookie class class. yeah the the rookie class uh cap because alex point as alex pointed out where we don't have the second and the sixth anymore so that you know you have to subtract that value as well so we end up going into monday with about 25 to 26 million dollars in cap space by a rough estimate and 
that you know obviously Khalil Mack has a pretty decently sized cap hit, but you can you can do a lot with twenty five and twenty six mil. And you saw how uh, Tom Selesko structures his year one con year one cap hits. It's going to be low, and it's going to be something like much lower than what is what their APY is. So the Chargers, in my opinion, are definitely in play, in play for another big free agent if they really choose to do so. You know, no, I'm not going to name any names, but that's kind of how the cap situation is with the Chargers right now. Yeah, so um, I know we are OTC guys, but the, the, there's a couple of questions in here and the Twitter account for SpotRack tweeted out the idea of the Chargers restructuring that and SpotRack seemed to think that they can get the cap hit all the way down to as low as $4 million. Yeah. So, so let me, I can, I can explain that. Um, so, well, actually that doesn't make any sense. I didn't think it made any sense either, but because, <laughs> no, 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 it, it, it doesn't make sense because you like, actually, no, it does make sense, but like, I don't see why they would do it. You're like, you don't want it. Like they're in a healthy cap situation right now. They don't really need to restructure any, any money. And like, if we're like, look, if we're being completely honest, I love Khalil. I love the move. It obviously comes just with a little bit of risk, given that Khalil Max gonna be 31 by the time the next season starts. So why do you want to be stuck in a situation where you don't have outs? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So like, so... if you want to, sorry, no, I because I can't see your faces when you guys are responding, but like, you don't want to be stuck in a situation where you made this move, it doesn't work out, and now you're stuck with him because you thought. It was the right move. There's nothing guaranteed in football. Okay. So it was a good, like, this is the right move, but it, it might not work out. So you want to have that flexibility to potentially cut him. And look, zero guaranteed. And there's zero guaranteed for the Chargers. They're not on the books for him in 2023 and 2024. If he sucks, if he regresses, if he gets injured, just cut him in 2024. No cost because the Bears already took care of all of the signing bonus. And there's no guaranteed money after after this year or starting this year. So you're saying that essentially it's better for the Chargers to not restructure the deal and keep the cut possibilities in there instead. Yeah. And it like it's not because I don't think Max gonna work out. I I want him to work out as much as any other Chargers fan. I just think you wanna be able to have that flexibility. Plus, like why like why do you want to be doing the things that the Saints and Packers are doing when you have a quarterback on a rookie deal? Like restructuring contracts when you have this flexibility from the quarterback on a rookie deal is just so counterintuitive. Like I I don't understand why people are, are coming up with this. You want to have as much flexibility as you can. And if you don't need the cap space, then you don't need to create more room. And, you know, restructuring a contract for this year is great, but you're guaranteeing that Mac you're guaranteeing more money for Mac in the future. And is that what you really want to do? And it hurts future cap years. Like say the Chargers don't win this year. They're still in a really good spot for 2023. Do you really want to take cap space away from there? You know, just things to, things to keep in mind. No, that's fantastic. Thank you for breaking that down, Arjun. This is just, I, I still can't believe I'm seeing zeros there. Like this whole thing is just, Someone in the chat says, Arjun, can you restructure my salary? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so obviously, if the Chargers do have $25, $26 million left in cap space after doing this, I mean, that's still a good chunk of change to go get your guys. And we know that, uh, as Arjun is saying, right, that Tom Telesco and Ed McGuire are able to do these, you know, uh, backloaded contracts to be able to sign things. So, um tyler uh, had his phone blown up today so i'll let him take it from here tyler what do you expect the uh the next domino to be for the chargers from here on out well i expected nothing um <laughs> and then you get messages i took off my glasses i'll just read it um so what i got was a message after this after this trade of course of, to trade it for mac and i got a message uh just wait there's more course i had a mini panic attack and, and freaked out about that <laughs> um i was asking for which position the word i got was back end um and then I, i'm just i was dying to figure out who um it's a big name i don't know who yet 
but I've been assured it's a it's a big name. Now, if if big name ends up being they sign Charvarius Ward, I'm sorry. It's a big name to whoever this person thinks is a big name. But of course, we do think that it could be J.C. Jackson, James Bradbury, um, the, the Brandon Staley, and Ryan Figgin have both mentioned Harrison Smith. So those are options. I think the J.C. Jackson one is very interesting because yesterday, you know, and how I feel about this, I'm not sure. But I was told with certainty that J.C. Jackson's on their board. And I asked, the question that I asked was, well, he's not on their board, right? Like, he's definitely off their board because of the character stuff. And so the, to get the opposite from somebody was very, very interesting. That Now, is it going to be J.C. Jackson? I don't know. But you're obviously just putting things together there. It sounds like the Chargers are in need. They, they like We know they've wanted to go after a number one corner. Brandon Staley alluded to the fact that there are few number one corners in the NFL. And I think we're about to find out who Brandon Staley thinks is the number one corner in the NFL. That could be J.C. Jackson. Maybe it's Charvarius Ford. And they signed. <laughs> now, uh, also, I was not specified whether I wasn't specified when. I wasn't specified what position. Right. So it could be corner, could be safety. And I also wasn't specified whether it was specifically a trade or a free agent signing. Or we even sort of talked about before the show, a sign and trade, but that's not going to happen. So technically, they could be bringing in a big name in free agency later. But given the timing of this, and given that the just wait, there's more aspect of the information, uh, it sounds like it could be a trade. So Smith, Bradbury could be interesting. I don't know. Point is, it does sound like this is heating up. It sounds like this is something that could happen. Um, I had a mini panic attack for sure. Again, I still haven't eaten. <laughs> so if I pass out in the middle of this podcast, I apologize. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, a lot of people are saying Tyron Matthew. That is definitely possible. Obviously, we've already mildly connected some dots there. And Matthew's done his best attempt to connect some dots. Um, but again, that's not a trade thing. That's a signing thing. So again, that could happen. I don't know. Uh, it could be a signing, but it feels kind of early. So I, I don't know what, but we're in for something because there's enough um well steam is the word i got um, so that's that alex oh i mean yeah no i mean that that makes a lot of sense i i i do kind of think it's going to be jc jackson at this point it feels like there's too much smoke there to escape they don't get jc jackson there's always a traverius ward in play as much as that's not a big sexy name um but i i do think you know some uh was it garofalo who mentioned uh stefan gilmore a couple days ago um, was, yeah. Not that I yeah. would be thrilled with that move in terms of age, but would fit the profile of being a big name uh, for sure. So I think that's another one to kind of watch out for. But uh, yeah, no, Tyler spent uh, $50 on his pesto pasta. I spent $20 on a stock image of Brandon Staley and Khalil Mack, baby. Call it a fucking <laughs> NFT. All right. I put that shit on Twitter and I knew it would fucking bang. All right. So that's why I did that. But- Alex, that picture I posted last year. You could have just asked me. Shit! <laughs> but anyway, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on the blockchain. I'm gonna make it an NFT. Fuck the stock photo <laughs> company. All right. Anyway, uh, we just traded Uche- basically Uchenna Nwosu and Larry Roundtree for Khalil Mack. That's what we did. <laughs> All right. That's how fucking awesome this trade is. Uh, I'm I'm just so happy. Uh, and sorry for Uchenna. Uh, you know, I think he's a great player. He's gonna work out somewhere else. But what a day. Man, it really is what it is. And I think we were all, you know, kind of talking ourselves into the potential of Uchenna and Wosu and, uh, um, you know, him potentially be like really being that number two guy. So um, now they don't need him. And I don't think that they could afford him at this point. So, um, you know, there is a ton of smoke around the Chargers going after a number one corner. Um, you know, I, I happen to think Trevor Ward is a good, is a good signing. I don't necessarily would, I would not qualify that as a big name. Um, it's definitely not Jalen Ramsey. That is definitely not happening there. Um, but I, I think you're looking at JC Jackson, Stefan Gilmore or James Bradbury, um, to really kind of, you know, lock that number one spot down. I know a lot of people are kind of down on James Bradbury. I still think he's got some really good years left. So. Um, that's, that's what I'm expecting there. A lot of people have asked me about, uh, Chen and Wosu. that is, uh, completely off the table unless he's taking a massive pay cut. Um, you know, which is kind of unfortunate, but Khalil Mack, man, like, yeah. <laughs> like I had a yeah. bunch of people message me like, <laughs> like, oh man, this definitely means, uh, Chen and Wosu is back. And it's like almost, no. who cares? Like, no. 
it's Khalil uh, Mack. Like, like, and, like he, also for Tennant, like he shouldn't want to be back. He should he should go for a starting role in right. you know Green Bay or Indy or any of those places that want him. Like you know, I don't think he should take less money to be the third pass rusher here for his sake. I mean, that would be cool as a Chargers fan, but like, um, they, yeah, that would kind of be sucker shit. Go go get your bag. All right. Yeah, uh, Luis Enriquez pointed out uh, Carlton Davis as well. I mean, this this cornerback market. You know, there's never been this many corners, really good corners on the market before. So um, I think all those guys are are in play. Um, you know, yesterday I got to interview Daniel Popper and I asked him about the cornerback market. And he said everything is on the table. And so, you know, I don't think there are other top two names outside of that. But DJ Reed, I mean, Nate Tice mentioned Steven Nelson. The Chargers are going to sign a free agent corner. It's just now we're hearing that it's a big, big name. And to me, that's JC Jackson, that's Stephon Gilmore, or James Bradbury. Guess we'll find out. Arjun, uh, I know you're on Google because I can see your your shared screen <laughs> not being shared. Uh, um, so. Yeah, no, sorry. Um, you know, if I could, if I could jump in real quick because I wanted to talk about JC Jackson and, and Bradbury. I just, I'm trying mm-hmm. to. It's too many tabs up. Okay, I, if you want to let me share my screen, I can. I can. We can talk a little bit about it because I, I do think. Okay, so I do think us. it's going to be between JC Jackson, JC Jackson, and Bradbury. So we heard all the talk that you know we kind of expect JC Jackson to reset the market, right? And Stephen, I know you talked to Brad, and I, I trust Brad's judgment on it hundred percent. That I don't think he's going to reset the market. I think he comes in something like around maybe like 18 19 mil but if we look at jalen ramsey's contract when he signed the extension his first year of the deal he has he only had a 9.7 million dollar cap hit so it goes in line with what ed mcguire and tom telesco like to do um you know it that it kind of uh, represents what i think what i think the rest of what what jackson's contract is going to be if he signs something like 18 19 mil I think his year one cap it will be something like maybe like eight to nine mil just to keep it as low as possible. Um, and again, if you're looking at Ramsey's contract and you see the 8.2 prorated bonus and only a $25 mil signing bonus, just know the Rams converted 16 mil of Ramsey signing or uh, signing bonus to uh, base salary or no, they converted part of Ramsey's uh, base salary to signing bonus. So actually I might be, I might be wrong here. I think, okay, so we do some calculation. Huh, maybe, maybe, okay, I'm, I might be tripping because the Ramsey contract was, okay, yeah, so I, I, I did not prep for this. Um, That's okay, we, we really sprung this on you, so. We um, didn't prep for this either. <laughs> <laughs> this was an emergency pod, so, um, yeah, you know, I when I interviewed um, Brad a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. he said that he was, uh, so he had uh, JC Jackson's projection at uh, four years, $18 million. And he was told by people around the league that that was too high, that JC Jackson was going to be lower than that. So um, I think at this point, there's obviously a lot a lot has changed because you know he wasn't franchise tag. There's probably going to be a, a larger bidding, bidding war for JC Jackson than we were kind of thinking. So I don't think he beats Jalen Ramsey, but I think we could be looking at $17, $18 million APY, of course, um, for JC Jackson. Obviously, Arjun has uh, James Bradbury up on here. That will be lower, but yeah. you probably have to trade for him. Maybe you, maybe the, the Giants cut him in the next couple of days. I don't know, but um, those, are, those are the options there. And I think Stephon Gilmore would probably be the most affordable option of those two. Uh, but like Alex said, then you're talking about age. You're talking about that cliff of, for corners that, I mean, maybe you get him on a one-year deal at this point. I don't really know. Um, but like I said, I do expect them to go after a big-name corner, and I think it would be one of those three. Yeah, and, and just just to – I think we can talk about Bradbury a little bit. The issue with trading for Bradbury outside of giving up draft capital is I feel like the Chargers could be – obligated to extend him after yeah. this year because essentially it's a one-year deal it's a one-year rental and i know it, it says 21 mil cap hit but when you trade for a player the team that trades for him are only take on their base salary 
and all the bonuses. So the Chargers are really on, only on the books for about 13.5 mil if they trade for Bradbury. And they they lose 13.5 mil, but they probably trade like a third or fourth rounder for him. So then you also have to add that projected rookie contract on the book. So maybe it's about like if they trade for Bradbury, they're probably taking on like 12.8 in cap space, 12.8 mil, 12.9 mil or 12.7 mil around that area. So that that's obviously that might be higher than what they could sign JC Jackson for. I think going back to the Ramsey contract, I'm really sorry that I, I kind of just messed it up because I, I didn't realize they converted his salary. So if they converted 16 mil of his base salary, that means his cap hit in year one was like really high. Um, so I was mistaken there. But like Ramsey's contract set the market. So, you know, if, if JC Jackson is not going to reset the market, then his year one cap hit could be pretty low. Maybe, like I said, eight to nine mil or potentially like 10 to 11 in that range of outcomes um I, I would estimate probably like nine to ten if it's a four-year deal i think it ends up ends up in like the nine to ten range if it's a shorter deal it's probably going to be a higher year one salary fully guaranteed that sounds fantastic um if we are sort of nearing the point where we are running out of things to talk about could we uh simulate this and see what it looks like oh you're right here yeah, sure. wow arjun you're just way ahead of me here yeah, so this is Bradbury, right? So. Someone said to Lucko, go get Justin Tucker, you madman. <laughs> that could be back end, you know, a back end player, technically. Yeah. You know, like back end. Back end of the field because they're, you know, yeah. they're off to the side. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, okay. so Stephen, I'm curious. Like, my thing with, with Ward, I agree that I think he's a very good corner. And, like, I think he's going to get a good payday on the open market. I yeah. just don't see Staley making a move for a corner that isn't really like an elite number one. Like I just, right. I think he had Kyle Fuller in, in uh, Chicago when he went to Denver, um, who were the corners. They kind of like overhauled their whole. The like Denver secondary. The range, yeah. The Denver Sorry. secondary was kind of a mess. <laughs> it was not exactly that great. So until they got Sertan, but no, I think Charvarius Ward, like, I think he has the potential. Him and Michael Davis have the potential to each be like high end number twos. And I think Charvarius Ward probably does get, you know, 13 million, 14 million dollars, maybe. Um, so I don't think that Charvarius Ward is a number one. I but I think he is a very good backup plan in case you do end up getting into a 20, 21, 22 million dollar bidding war for JC Jackson. Like I think right. Tom Telesco is gonna have a cutoff line there for what he's willing to pay for JC Jackson. And if he gets too high, then then I think you could see him pivot a little bit to signing just like a really solid number two. Quick question. Uh, sorry, uh, Steven, just bring up another name potentially. And I think you talked about him in your, your either trade candidate or cut candidate video. Um, what's the scoop on Tashawn Gibson? Like what is his contract? Do you remember it being a thing that they could even look into? I think he, he could be a cut candidate, but that's mm -hmm. not a big name. Like <laughs> Deshaun Gibson is like, you know, Kyle <laughs> okay. Fuller at this point right now. So I, I think Gibson would be a fine addition, you know, in that like Bobby McCain realm of adding a really solid third safety. Um, apparently Austin Eckler said something about the backfield. Where did he say he, this? He just said, I can't wait to. Like it's, I'm sorry. I meant Eddie Jackson. That's my bad. Oh, Eddie Jackson. Okay. Um, I don't know anything there, but a couple of people asking about Xavier Howard, that could be a possibility too. Um, yeah. we don't really, I, I think last we heard that they were looking towards an, a, a contract extension for like the third year in a row. So that could, that's probably something that happens in the summer. I don't think Eckler was tweeting anything. He was yeah, just he wasn't. wishing Herbert a happy birthday and people were like, that means Cordero Patterson. Uh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I uh I don't think they can get an expensive corner and Cordell or Patterson at this point. Eh, who knows? Um so who who else was I gonna bring up? Oh oh I was gonna say in terms of cornerbacks at this point, like based on how they're playing this offseason and the potential of JC Jackson, potentially another free agent corner, or going through the draft. I mean, this feels like they're going through the offseason knowing they're cutting Michael Davis next year. 
Um, and I feel like we kind of talked about that on the pod a couple times. But uh, yeah, they sort of made that deal a two by one or like a two plus one for a reason with all the guaranteed money paid out. So um, I, I do think that's kind of the direction we're headed. So I'll, I'll be interested to see. Obviously, they're going to pu- probably push Asante to the slot like we've been talking about. Yeah. Um, you know, you'll have JC or CB1 on the outside. And then I guess this is kind of going to be like a transition year for Michael Davis to CB2 uh, and then, you know, see if he can get a contract somewhere else. But uh, I, I do think that he's probably gone. Uh, Austin Eckler didn't tweet anything about anything cryptic. He was just saying happy birthday to Justin Herbert. Yeah, you guys um, know Herbert is also in the backfield. Like he gets the snap. Yeah, Eckler's next to him. So, so the thing that happens is he hands the ball off, and that <laughs> and that occurs in the backfield. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and yes, happy birthday, Justin. He is the uh, baby goat. Happy to have him. So, um, somebody Anthony Tran asked about Marshawn Lattimore. I'm pretty sure they just restructured him. So trading Marshawn Lattimore would be word like literally the worst thing that they could do at this point. Yeah, Lorenzo makes a good point. You know, Derek Stingley might fall, trade up for Sauce, whatever. Um, you know, Brandon Staley is going to make a number move, a move for number one corner. I wouldn't hate either of those things. So, well, um, I would think trade up for Sauce might be off the table now with no second round pick. Yeah, that's <laughs> I mean, that, like they could trade a second round pick next year, but like I, I don't think that's going to get people to budge. Tyler will consult his uh, trade chart, but I would imagine trading up in the first round is pretty difficult now. <laughs> oh, look at the the poor little salty Bears fan in the chat. Hmm. That's that's too bad. Um, what do you what do you guys think of uh, this contract I quickly drew up for JC? Four years, uh, seventy two mil, a uh, total value twenty million dollars signing bonus. Um, kind of in part on par with what Ramsey got five mil a year. Uh, fully guaranteed years one and two, just because. If they want to give him the security long term, they probably have to fully guarantee years one and two roster bonuses in year three, similar to what three and four, so much what J, uh, Jalen Ramsey got. I think they copy a similar structure. Um, cap, cap hits increasing 10 mil in, in year one, which is what Bradbury got. Um, so I, I think this is a decent contract. And, you know, I, I was kind of close with the Mike Williams one. So. Yeah, I mean this contract. Looks good <laughs> yeah, you me. were. Uh, it's it's also not my money, not my cheddar, so they can yeah just press send. <laughs> yeah, I mean twenty twelve and a half million dollars in cap at the next two seasons, and then the third years you're all in year, and at any point you can collect cut Khalil Mack or restructure this or do that. Can't ask for much better than that. Okay, so I'll we can see what this looks like again. It's a very similar thing to what. Or we'll we'll save more money this year signing J.C. Jackson than taking on Bradbury's thirteen point four, thirteen point four, thirteen point five million dollar contract with the workout bonus. Um, but yeah, so se- again, we'll still have about fifteen million cap space enough to go get some solid mid level free agents, um, and you know, still have a lot of picks in the draft to fill holes. But. Yeah, I tend to not think they would trade for Bradbury. I I think at this point they would probably wait for him to get cut. That's possible. Yeah, um, sure. But then, yeah, no, I, I think they're definitely all in on like J.C. Jackson, Stefan Gilmore kind of player. Um, and also just for a length of a contract, right? And the fact that you can give him three, four years instead of one and then have the cap hit be better uh, for this season and this immediate three-year window um, versus the one-year kind of kind of screws you in free agency this year. So, um, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, Arjun, we can see your. Oh, I'll take it off for you, but we can see your whole Google. Oh uh, well, just not, in I'm case. Not, <laughs> I'm not I'm not hiding anything, Tyler. <laughs> That's what you're insinuating. Well, you might also yeah. go to you know your Twitter account, and then I, I did send you. Oh no no I, and I'll. Then... Uh, you know, I'll focus on. I'll focus on yeah. So, um, yeah. For what it's worth, sorry. This is what Brad has as his um the the four year seventy two is what Brad has as his projection. So that's also where I got my numbers from. Just so what like, is that? Based on, what does that say for cap space now? Twenty five total leaves us with about fourteen to fifteen in like usable cap space for like the free agency. Yeah, so I mean, fourteen million dollars. Then you're getting 
you know, mid-level free agents like Arjun said. Daniel Popper seems to think that Justin Jones is gonna be coming back. Um, maybe because we don't need Uchenna and Wosu, maybe that does mean that Kaiser White comes back. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of pivot there as opposed to paying Uchenna and Wosu. Yeah, that's true. Um, so maybe that's kind of where you start, and then you go to Akeem Hicks and um solve your nose tackle position in the draft, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I guess so everyone at this point wants to know where the charges are going to go at 17. Like, what are we thinking? Someone, there's echo. Anyway, mm. um, obviously not. Well, at it's all. not it's edge really anymore. They, I mean, they could. Like, if, if, if Ojabo's there, it's just go nuts. Um, yeah. Joey Bosa, defensive tackle. Um, <laughs> Honestly, I would not hate that. <laughs> I mean, depends on what they do in free agency. But, like, today leaned me a little bit more into... Jordan, Jordan Davis? Davis, yeah, um, potentially being the pick at seventeen. Um, I mean, like they'll get a Sebastian Joseph Day or an Akeem Mix or somebody, but like mm-hmm. uh, in terms of finding that nose tackle, I don't know if that's going to happen. And like, or that you know, kind of that like Linval Joseph kind of player, I I don't know if that's going to be happening in this free agency, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'm sort of there right now. Could be a receiver. I mean, still, yeah, uh, that's that's always possible. Yeah. Uh, really, no position is off the board. I get well, except yeah, except edge. I think edge is pretty clearly off the board now. But uh, other than that, pretty much everyone still available. Yeah, I guess the big question for me is going to be right tackle for as Don uh, Solo is pointing out because I mean maybe you can work a cheap deal for Morgan Moses or maybe you can work a cheap deal for uh dennis kelly but at this point you know what i know for sure is that i'm not comfortable signing drafting a tackle at 17 you know i'm not comfortable reaching for uh apparently we can't beat the tennessee titans like when was the last time we played them i'm confused (laughs) um anyways that's a chat if you're listening to the audio version but i'm not drafting a tackle at 17 like that is 100 not something i'm interested in um just based off of who we think is going to be there so yeah um i mean i'm not ruling out an edge rusher like if david ojabo is there man like that's a no-brainer pick for me um i know obviously arjun would be on board with that one um so we'll have to I see mean, I, i'm not i'm not out on edge rusher there i just don't think they would do it at this point um now that you have Khalil yeah. Mack and Toby both on the fold particularly the fact that it's Khalil Mack with three years of contract control yeah. i mean well, i mean Khalil they're going like to need a third deal yeah, they're yeah. going to need a third edge rusher. Like, they're not going to have Chris Rump be that third edge rusher. So, well, yeah, but like, I, I feel like that's something that they feel they can get in like a supplementary player versus like in a job sure. that's going to be eventually yeah. like a starter. I, I think it's, I honestly think I wouldn't be surprised if Fackrell's back to be based on the way that, you know, Staley thinks so highly of him and wanted him in several different off seasons. It's not the best thing ever, but like at this point, you, you do have your starters. Um, so I'm bringing him in very cheap, at least before the draft. Um, you know, it's a good way to go. I, I'm, I don't hate right tackle at 17 as much, depending on who's there. Like if it is penning, like at least you do have court. Well, if, if the second move happens, you do have corner, you do have edge taken care of. So I can, I can live with penning at 17, but I, I think them going for Mac too indicates that they don't think their guy is going to be there at 17. One of their higher rated edge rushers. So I think to right. them, like, you know, we're going to get max. We don't have to have some random, you know, sixth or seventh edge rusher on our board so we can go somewhere else. And I also do think that if they do get JC Jackson and if that does happen now, two different cases for sure. But we also talked about them having Devonte Wyatt off their board because of the, the one history, that incident that he had. If they do go get JC Jackson, I could see them it being different, you know, this time with Brandon Staley in this regime, obviously doing your homework in the different, you know, situations, right. but I could see Devontae Wyatt being back on their board now if they go get JC Jackson. Yeah. Shout out real quick to uh, Tim Stewart with a, a super chat feature. So um, I, I think still everything is on the table at 17. You know, um, I, I would be surprised if it was an edge rusher, but, you know, you never know who falls at this point. So, um, We'll we'll have to see there. I do I do definitely think receivers in play. Daniel Popper has said that a bunch of times that if you know they really like Jamison Williams or Chris Olave, that he would not be surprised if those two were the pick there. So we'll have to see, man. But I, I think you know the next domino, of course, is corner, and then we'll see what they do at interior defensive line. So 
uh this has been a, a great episode man we we hit 800 which is i think more than we ever got during the season if i'm not mistaken more than, it's more than we ever got ever <laughs> <laughs> okay so um you know we'll we'll have to see we're gonna go live on sunday for our final free agency primer we'll hopefully get some more information by then hopefully brian bulaga is cut by then um and we'll have to see so um arjun any final thoughts here from you before we uh, head out for the day yeah, it's um, it's strap up. You know, this is going to be a, a really fun off season. Like I thought last off season was cool with Lindsley and Filer, and they did what they needed to do. But this year, it seems like they're embracing the, you know, being aggressive and they're embracing how much cap space they have. And like I really don't expect there to be too much rollover cap when it's all said and done. Like heading into the season, um, I and like it, it's just. It's really fun. It's really fun to be a Chargers fan right now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like Arjun said, strap up. Um, hopefully not strap Harris. Hopefully that's over. <laughs> oh, no. Hopefully strap Harris back to Denver, baby. Let's yeah, get that reuniting going. $20 million wow. average annual value. <laughs> I'll push that propaganda for sure. Um, I mean, this is just fantastic. We, again, yeah. have not seen anything like this. The, the, the Staley regime started with this craziness of going being aggressive you know, third down will be aggressive and we're going to revamp offensive lines overnight, you know, and, and now to go start with this, like we're starting the off season with a Cleo Mac trade and potentially something else. And it doesn't sound like that's in the works. It's a different regime for sure. And I think that, you know, whether it's Telesco working well with Staley or just Staley having more, you know, personnel control, if you will, it, there's just a really great synergy and aggressiveness right now that we've been waiting for the entire Telesco era. I mean, let's be real. Like, obviously this hasn't happened yet, but we've been waiting for this. Like, let's go all in for, you know, Rivers with this coach and Rivers with the next coach and Herbert last year. But now it's like, we're here. Like we, we, we've been suffering and I've spent so much money on season tickets to sit and watch <laughs> the four and 12 and they might go one and 16 this year, but at least they swung. And I really appreciate the fact that they actually swung. Um, I, I, I'm really, really happy here. It's a great day to be, a Chargers fan, you know, we always think about we're going to win, you know, we win the offseason, we're going to win the Super Bowl. We always say that, but like, this is them actually going out of their way to say, we're going to go for it. And so I can't wait to be in the stands and to see Cleo Mack and Joey Bosa rushing at the same time on opening night, maybe even against, you know, the Rams. It'd be fantastic. Dad, thank you for the super sticker and thank you for Khalil Mack. <laughs> oh, Johnny boy. Traded, traded Khalil Mack all those years ago, and now he is a Charger. John Gruden, of course, unemployed. And uh, yeah, here, here we are. Now, I, I, this is the moment. This is, I, I'm not going to say they're going to win the Super Bowl next year on this show. Uh, I've come awfully close a couple times, but this is the like, most fun I've had in years. <laughs> Trader <laughs> transaction. Uh, I have that serotonin, that dopamine going right now. Uh, but no, this, this is really fun. And, an all-in move um i thought they were gonna go after an edge they went after an edge uh, yeah. i didn't expect it to be khalil mack in the way that it was but the contract works out uh he's here for you know three years you know he's gonna be here if he's healthy uh and they're going all in on the herbert window which they've established is three years so they got to pay him um so happy to see that happen and uh super bowl or bust let's go Honestly, man, the expectations are sky high. Someone shared. <laughs> Who shared that? Who made that? Me. Oh, my God. I, I didn't make it, but it's making me laugh. <laughs> oh, man. That is amazing. So, um, yeah. Uh, I can't even collect my thoughts right now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. What are we doing here? <laughs> Okay, who cares yeah i uh you know i i tweeted out after the mike williams contract was was official right that this was a, a clear signal that they were all in on supporting that justin herbert rookie window even after tom Teleska said i don't really believe in windows all that much uh you know actions speak louder than words hmm. they are all in i can't wait to see what this next move is and what next week is going to be like you know uh, this is, we said a while ago, this is going to be the craziest offseason in franchise history, and it's off to a roaring start. So uh, Mike Williams extension, trade for Cleo Mack, couldn't have asked for anything better to start free agency. So 
as always, if you are done watching, please go like the video, subscribe, turn those notifications on. I can't imagine this is going to be the last emergency podcast in the next couple of weeks. So uh, we'll be sure to have all of you guys covered. Of course, Arjun will uh, bring us all the contract details as soon as we get them. And uh, keep an eye out for uh, Maddie's first social media contribution tomorrow. So that's going to be a fun one as well. So that's going to do it for us today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for the super chats. Bolt up.